0: Welcome to Linux in the Shell, Episode 1. My name is Dan Washko, I'm your host, and today we are going to talk about the QR encode application. But before we do that, let's talk about QR codes or quick response codes. QR codes were originally developed by the automotive industry for the use of scanning parts. They developed this because of the limitations of the current scanning codes primarily barcodes at the time, were not store enough data. A barcode stores about 20 digits, but QR codes can store up to 7,089 characters and can handle an array of data including alphanumeric, binary, and kanji as just opposed to numeric data. Now, how does it do this? Well, a traditional barcode holds data only on a horizontal plane so it can only be read horizontally whereas the QR code is a 2D code and a matrix which allows data to be read both horizontally and vertically therefore allowing for far more data and other features like error correction into the QR code to be scanned in the QR code can be read in 360 degrees Because it has what is called a position detection patterns around it. Now, if you've ever seen a QR code, they are little squares with a whole lot of almost like white noise data in them, and typically have on the lower left, lower upper right, and upper left corners a larger square compared to the rest of the data, really well-defined squares. Those are the position detection patterns there, and they determine the order which the code could be read. So no matter what direction the code is read from, the data is always read properly. Because of this position detection patterns, QR codes can actually be appended inside one another in a structured format. So that is another benefit over the standard barcode. Now I had said that QR codes are a a square of black and white dots and what they are, those black and white dots are grouped together in what is called modules. Now the number of modules in a QR code is determined by the version of the QR code and currently there are 40 versions available with version 1 containing 21 modules on the vertical and 21 modules on the horizontal. Each successive version adds another four modules per side up to version 40 which contains 177 modules on the vertical and 177 modules on the horizontal the higher the version number the more data that can actually be stored inside the QR code in addition to data there's also error correction levels there are four levels labeled L which is a seven percent correction level approximately, M which is approximately fifteen percent correction level, Q which is approximately twenty-five percent correction level, and H which is approximately thirty percent correction level. These levels define the number of blocks assigned in each module for error correction. The higher the error correction, the less data that can be stored, but the higher the error correction, the more data that can reliably be read in a situation where the QR code becomes dirty or damaged. Now note that this was originally developed by the automotive industry to be used in a factory so these QR codes could get easily smudged or damaged so therefore the higher the error correction level the less data but the more reliable it is. Now at a level L, the lowest level, are typically used in clean room environments where you don't really need to worry about data and damage happening to the QR codes. Levels L, M, and Q M is probably pretty standard for just about any use, but Q, if you were going to print your QR codes and put them up on posters around outside, you might want to go with with Q, uh, because the QR code could get a little dirty outside. Uh, It might get ripped or whatever, but M will suit most purposes. Q, you could do that if you just want a little more error correction, but H should primarily be used in a factory environment where it is dirty and damage could likely occur. Another factor in a QR code is the module size. Now this determines the size of each individual module in millimeters. The larger the module size, the more stable and easier it is to read the QR code, but the larger the actual QR code will be. So you have to balance module size to use. Again, something that would want to be printed on printed media, you might want to have a larger module size as opposed to maybe something you're going to have on your screen. Uh, and Finally, there is the margin size. You can adjust this, but typically the margin size is a four-module wide margin around the symbol. It's a dead area and that's required that that area exists around the symbol so that the scanner knows where the code begins and where it ends. So all those factor into creating a QR code and the amount of data that can be inside the QR code and the resulting size of the QR code. At the lowest error correction, at the highest module size, you can have a QR code hold up to 7089 digits. There are, if you go to the website, there's uh, links at the bottom that that break all this down Um, off the Denso Wave website and gives you nice grids on how much data can be held at what version level, at what error correction level. Um, If you're really that interested in finding it out, more than likely that type of information is going to far exceed your uses. Finally, I just want to give a brief mention of something called a micro QR code. These were developed for use in specialized areas like circuit boards where the uh, amount of information or data that needs to be held is small but the QR size has to be really, really tiny, uh, to fit on the circuit board. The, one of the, some of the differences between a micro QR code and a standard QR code is that there's only one position detector pattern. It's a two module wide margin around the Q- micro QR code, and the maximum data capacity is 35 numeric characters. And that's at the lowest error correction level and only numeric characters. If you get into alphanumeric characters and higher correction levels or binary, the amount of data that can be stored in them drastically reduces. That is QR codes in a nutshell. There's a lot of information there, and more than likely, you are not going to require that to just start generating your QR codes. Uh, thankfully, QR in code makes it incredibly easy to just dump out whatever it is that you want to do. Now, some practical uses for a QR code would be to embed a URL to a website or a video file into a QR code so that somebody with a smartphone uh, that has a camera could scan that image in with their camera using a barcode application, and it would pop up and ask them, well, would you like to take this information and go to a website if it's a website? Or if it's a video, would you like to open it on the website? Or would you like to open it in YouTube or the video application on the phone? If it's a text document, you could actually scan uh, some text in there. It might ask you if you want to open it in a text editor or a text viewer. You could also encode V card information into a QR code when you scan it, it would pop up that information of the V card and allow it to be entered into the contact information onto the phone. So while there are a myriad of uses and you're left to your own devices to figure that out, QR encode again makes it really simple to generate whatever you want to do. QR encode takes some options and whatever string you want to encode. Now, the m- required option you must pass to QR Encode is the dash O option, which is the output file name. QR Encode generates PNG files, and the dash O is going to be whatever the file name is going. you want it to be, dot PNG, and it will output it whatever string that you pass to it. So, for example, if I wanted to create a QR code of the website packerpublicmedia.org, I would just simply type QR code space dash o space hpr.png space http colon slash slash hackerpublicradio.org and it would create a nice little QR code with the standard defaults. QR encode does a great job of determining what module version level to use. By default, it uses an error correction level L, which is approximately 7%. Now recall, that is for a clean room environment. And if you're going to be using this to show on a website, chances are that that's good enough. But if you wanted to do the, use this on printed media, you might want to go into M or Q. So be aware of that. Um, it also does a good job of handling the margin width and the module size. Uh, generally, you won't have to go in and manipulate any of that information. But if you wanted to, you could very easily handle that by passing different options to it. For instance, if you wanted to set the symbol version number, that's with the dash V option. And again, this levels 1 through 40. Error correction level is the dash L option. Standard is 72 dpi. It's good for screen, but you can adjust that with the dash D to create something like 300 dots per inch for code that needs to be printed. Then there's also pixel size for the screen. By default it's 3, but you can set that with the option dash "-s". And finally margin width, that's the dash "-m", option, and by default it is 4 pixels. But otherwise, taking the standard defaults of QR and code will probably produce a QR code to suit your needs right out of the box. Again remember the more data that you're going to put into the QR code the larger it is going to be the resulting code will be so be aware of that. Most of the time you can just pass a string in there and it will create a QR code based on that string but I had mentioned that you could put vCard information in there. The way to get vCard information or let's say any kind of text file if you had a poem that you wanted to put into a QR code is quite simple and you wouldn't want to type it all out on the command line. although you could, um, you'd want to create that into a file beforehand, a text file, and then redirect that file as standard in as opposed to typing information out onto the command line to the QR encode application Kind of like we discussed last week with uh, on the redirection. So it would be QR encode, space dash out would be some file, let's say Dan's address and space less than symbol and the vcard information my address. When you do that it will create a vcard QR code that all the information in the QR code is my vcard so if somebody were to scan that with a phone it would ask if I wanted to input that into their phone as a address or a contact. So it's pretty handy. I hope that this episode has given you a little taste of QR codes and start the juices flowing as to where you could use these and what you could use these for, and you'd be interested in trying out the QR encode application. Head on over to the website linuxintheshell.org and check out entry number one for the full write up and all the links to the documentation and standards for QR codes and the examples over there, watch the video it's fun stuff and you can produce some really neat QR codes to do uh, love letters or whatever you want to the sky's the limit with these things so check it out, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you in another fortnight